tired. So tired. Hey listeners, you are tuned into, as if it were an FM dial, you are tuned into Overtired. I am Brett Terpstra. I am here, as always, with Christina Warren, and for the third week in a row, Jeff Severns Gunsel. And his house purse. (laughs) And his house purse, which has caused quite the stir amongst the people. (laughs) <laughs> People want to know. Tell us more about the house purse. Uh, now, right now. Well, let, let's let's do a quick <laughs> mental health check in. Jeff, how you doing? Um, I'm 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 doing good in many ways. Um, it's been a, a couple few weeks since I've had real sleep, and um, I'm I've returned to something that hasn't happened to me since the beginning of the pandemic, which is I I I starting at like basically 1 a.m. Um, I roll over. I look at the clock. 1 a.m. I think I fall back asleep for a long time. I roll back over. 1.15. And I do this. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I do worse. this until I get out of bed at 5. And um, and it's really, it's just got to the point where it's like, okay, this is this is a problem. Are you know, but an hour ago, we're recording kind of early, not as early as for you, Christina. An hour ago, I was just like on the couch, barely able to form words. And so I've really pulled myself together. Are you taking ADHD meds right now? No, I am not. So this is just this is just natural Jeff sleep patterns. All fucked Apparently, up. which again, I mean, well, not again. I've told you this, Brett, in the past, but like sleep was the one problem I never had. I could lay down literally anywhere and and even and in fall Iraq, even in anywhere, yeah, and fall asleep. And and falling asleep is still not my problem, but staying asleep, oh boy. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I don't know if it's like I've heard people talk about that being an age thing, like uh-huh. just sleeping less as you get older. But I definitely have that problem. Start, mine starts around two a.m. And then mm. between two and four, especially just every 15 minutes thinking, thinking it's been longer than it has. Although I'm cursed with the ability to always know exactly how long I've been asleep. Mm. Like I can wake up from a super deep nap and know with within a 10 minute like span what time it is. Actually, that's one thing I've lost. I just, you just made me realize that it used to be that I could wake up any point in the night and be like, oh, it's 2.30 roughly. Yeah. And now I wake up and I think, oh, it's 2.30. I'm like, it's 11.30. <laughs> <laughs> All right. so. so Christina, how are you? So, you know, the world is a dumpster fire even more than like usual uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. right now. And uh, obviously like this doesn't impact me in any real way at all. Uh, but it is still one of those things where like I, Grant can't stop watching the news. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the news. And then it does have this weird like add on effect on my mental health insofar as like and we've talked about this before. But because I spent so many years, and Jeff, I think you can probably relate to this, uh, and and you can still to, to some extent, but but maybe uh, maybe you can relate to what I'm I'm going to say now. Like, because for so many years I was covering these terrible things as they were happening in real time, I got a sense of almost like separation from it. Insofar as I never really had to like contemplate what was going on, and when I'm not living in like the the day-to-day like news cycle stuff even though like i wasn't a a, you know war reporter or like a breaking news person because i lived in that ecosystem and and had to kind of be around it and would you know have to write stories if it was related kind of associated with that stuff now that i don't have that kind of you know thing that that would prevent me from being able to like internalize all the terrible things that happen in the world Mm. it's 
really depressing and and is is sort of difficult sometimes to grapple with all of the terrible things that are happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely relate to that. Definitely relate to that. It's it, I, are you saying, I mean, for me, part of it is that like I'm constantly having to remind myself you have nothing to do here. Right. Like there's there's nothing that you are doing. There's nothing that you can do at this moment. And so that's all like, you can do is think about it. All, all, all you can do is yeah, I I could see it. that being a feeling of helplessness. When, at least when you're reporting, you feel like you're you're part of it. You're doing something. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're doing something. But also, it's also in some ways kind of a just a base distraction thing, right? Sure. Like you don't have time to even internalize what it is because you've got to get a story out and you've got to kind of feel detached, like even like from a job perspective, like you have to feel like, okay, I have to be detached to be able to be professional. And then when you don't have that, it's like, oh, wow. Okay. I have to actually think about this and, and, and it's not my job and I can't do anything about it. And I don't have that attachment thing that I used to have. So speaking of news, I have for a long time, if I get into it with somebody and they're like either like Fox News or MSNBC watchers, like I talk about like unbiased news and and how you need like you need more news sources and they're always asking for recommendations. If if it's a good conversation, they're asking for recommendations. And for a long time, I've just pointed people towards towards Reuters Toids, writers. Toys, toys, writers. You know who you gotta listen to. <laughs> um, because like writers does a pretty good job of just putting out the AP newswire as is. Um, yeah. But you know who I haven't given enough credit to, and I almost completely forgot about until this week is Al Jazeera, and Al Jazeera does some really good. Al Jazeera America, you mean? Sure. I mean, obviously. Well, like, well, no, but no, because that's an important distinction, honestly. Okay. I don't know anything about other Al Jazeera's. All I know is that the Al Jazeera network that I can pick up on my Apple TV with an Al Jazeera app offers really good, uh, unbiased, like they bring in a panel of people that don't necessarily agree, clearly don't have like a party line that they're following and are like spread around the world and offering different perspectives, different points of view, and they're letting them talk. And I'm talking about like, it's called Inside, not Inside Edition, but uh, <laughs> it's it, they have a, a, a panel series that they do in addition to the short news clips that they run. It's, it's good stuff. I, I've been completely digesting this war on TikTok, which is not, <laughs> which is... Ooh pretty incredible actually like it's it's the amount of um i mean the algorithm clearly figured out fast that i'm i'm gonna you know spend some time with the with the like just whatever the guy who's who's like taping his buddy like moving a landmine from one place to another with a cigarette dangling from his mouth yeah i saw that one i saw that i saw that on youtube okay Uh, as, and like, as we know, that is how I consume TikTok is through YouTube. And there are a lot of lives that happen at certain times in the day, and it's not like I'm getting um, analysis out of that. But I know, or, or I mean, even, or even necessarily like correct information from that, depending on like what. Yeah, I'm like you don't know if you're looking at something that's real. Although I feel like I've I, I've had to deal with that long enough that I'm I'm kind of like blow by the stuff that I'm like, oh, there's just no way of knowing that this is real, right? Like the lives are really helpful. Um, so. But, but just to say that, like, um, 
having been in war zones, the the thing that sticks with me the most about that experience is how normal everything feels and how normal you feel in a strange way. Um, even as everything around you and you recognize this as completely extraordinary, um, the kinds of decisions you have to make are, are totally unlike decisions you would, you would usually have to make, but it's you making them. You don't feel like someone else making them. And so when I see just kind of really, um, straightforward plain footage of people walking through their city talking from their window whatever it is um for for reasons that i can't necessarily say are extendable to people really trying to understand the situation it helps me to remember how completely real this is especially as everybody gets horny for zelensky and <laughs> and and maybe like can forget that all of this stuff that's so inspiring people you know, going out and defending their country in in a minute that can turn into all those people just ripped apart and dead on the street. And and if they're not dead on the street, those who take up guns who have never fought before and then kill, like something happens to them. Like we're we're with them in the popular culture sense through this moment of like, yes, this is amazing. Go get them. Fuck the Russians, whatever. Fuck Putin, not fuck the Russians, because those soldiers right. yeah, are a bunch totally. of kids, right? That's the other thing that seems to be kind of missing. But like the thing that um, I'm always trying to hang on to is that, you know, if, if I'm imagining myself in that situation, I'm imagining myself feeling the support of the world and the excitement of the world as I get ready, no matter how scared I am to sort of defend my city. Um, but I also, I also know Jeff knows not as the person in Ukraine that like, once you have to start shooting and once you do kill people, um, nobody's with you anymore. You're all alone. And, and that's a lot of people to be alone with something that there is very little kind of support or understanding of how to support. And so, like, I am just overwhelmed when I watch the news and watch everybody making Molotov cocktails. Like, I'm inspired. I'm, like, so moved, which is probably the better word. I'm moved. Um, and at the same time, like, I'm, I'm always thinking, I'm always thinking the after. And I really, I really know that all of this energy that's propping, you know, Ukrainians up right now is going to be gone when they need it the most. And that's really sad to me. Yeah. I feel like, so the Russian people, for the first time in a conflict, I feel like the the Russian people are being humanized by the news in a way that, say, Iraqis and Kuwaitis never were uh, for me. Um, it's, it's, it's been very apparent that a good portion of Russia does not support this this move by Putin and that the people are affected directly by even things like sanctions affect the Russian people in a way that is unfortunate. And, and, and I feel like that has been made clear to me in a way that uh, it hasn't been in, in previous conflicts in my life. There's a, there's a quicker path to the humanity of white people. <laughs> Unfortunately. It's so true. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think, I think also the reality is like that we have had more exposure potentially to people who live in Eastern Europe than we have to people who have lived in, you know, parts of the Middle East who've actually yeah. lived there and not, not just have family members there. Totally. Although I have to say for me, like I find it, it's a quicker path for me as well. Like, and I, and I feel like I, you know, just have known so many people in, in, 
especially the Arab world. Sure. And like, and even for me, it's just like, I see, I see someone like some white Ukrainian dude that like looks a little bit like me, but maybe has a tracksuit on and like grabbing a gun. And I'm just like, Oh, I, I instantly relate to that. It's just so sure. natural. And right? they're like, enlisting people up to the age of 60, which mm-hmm. includes yeah. all of us. Yeah. Ugh. I'd be down. I'm not trying to minimize this, but what the thing that I really liked was when the military in the beginning was telling citizens, hey, look, like, be careful. And what you're doing here is you're shooting out tires. You're, you know, setting the forest on fire if they're coming through the forest. Like, I appreciated that the military was giving advice to people that wasn't just like, get out there and martyr yourself, right? Like, um, and uh, and I'm super just anxious for all of those people. I would like to point out that friend of the show, Harold Chris Harold, uh, says, hold tight, I'm going to report Jeff and Christina for trying to get you to commit self-harm by looking at TikTok in response to our, in response to our last episode. <laughs> well, look, just, just, just continue doing your, your compilations, you know, just continue yeah. doing YouTube compilations. You'll be fine. Um, <laughs> there's this science teacher, uh, Valk, ah, man, I forgot his name. But he does TikTok compilations on YouTube where he just like spits science and it, it it's been fascinating. Like it's the kind of thing that makes me think TikTok maybe isn't all bad. Well, it's I don't understand. I, I'm getting a, a lot of this vibe when I talk about TikTok lately. It's like anything on the internet, right? Like it's like you have to use the skills that you've developed, which you know, we all have developed these both as journalists and as people to like know where to turn and where to take the exit ramp and where to like accelerate right like i think if you do that tiktok for me is a lot like early twitter where like i'm looking at people working on fishing boats i'm looking at people talking from their you know living room in ukraine and putting their phone out the window like i'm a total like first person nerd like i just i love I love seeing people do the thing they do in a way that is 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 as like clean a window into their lives as possible. So TikTok has that. It also has a lot of fucked up stuff. <laughs> here's my here's my question about TikTok and and the Ukrainian conflict is so Reuters has uh, a Twitter account called Reuters Fact Check and they they fact check and they fact check Twitter in real time. Right. And um one of the things that has been prevalent is the number of photos and videos that are being misattributed yes. to the present conflict. And sure. there are just so many images and so many videos that have that date back to like 2019 mm-hmm. that are not part of what's happening. Is TikTok more reliable because no. it's more no, live? No, no, oh my it, God, it's worse. No. It, it, it's worse. It's worse. Yeah, it's worse because the the a you can upload stuff and people don't know. B okay. the way the video is crunched down, and and um and you know so so the quality would be harder to ascertain. So it's not even becomes like a oh well this looks like an older video thing because you're like well I don't know you know sure. like is, is is that new or not? Um, see um the fact that it, it, by nature people remix and edit stuff in the app. I mean, I think, I think, uh, yeah. So you agree with me, Jeff? Like, I think it's significantly worse. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's completely worse. And by no means am I saying, Hey, everybody go learn about the war, you know, by looking at 
TikTok, but I absolutely positively have located people that are useful to me in part. I mean, it started with a, an acquaintance of mine, an old colleague of mine who's there now reporting for Vice News. Um, he himself has just a great, his Matthew Castle is his name. He has a great account on TikTok where he'll just be kind of walking through Ukraine, talking and showing things. But you can kind of it's so hard and you have to be so careful, but you can, you know, baby step your way to a list of people that you can, that you can depend on essentially. Right. Um, but also, I mean, it's not just, it's not just a video from old conflicts. Like there's this military combat simulator, um, that has already been on TikTok for quite a while. And it looks for all the world, like a real conflict happening. It looks like actual shooting down of planes. And the footage from that game has been being presented as footage from Ukraine. Yes. And the Ooh. dev, the, the developer of the game has been like, please don't do that. Yeah. Right. Like, which is like, well, you can't put that one back in the bottle, buddy, but still like, <laughs> right. Right, right. No, I, I was going to say there's also, yeah, there, there, there have been things like that. I, I've seen things where there have been like like a, um, a flight sim, flight attack sim things. Is that the, the same thing you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Where, where honestly, I've looked at those. And if I would, if I were to see that on TikTok, I would have no way of even knowing that was from a game. And I feel like I have a good, I feel like I have a better grasp than most. I'm being able to tell those things. And I look yep. at that. I'm like, nope, same. there'd be absolutely no way that I would have any idea that that was like computer generated. And that is to me, what actually makes this war also because of the misinformation element that benefits, uh, Putin, um, and, and also benefits people who are just out for clicks, mm -hmm. uh, and, and for anything else, like it makes this a different kind of war. It feels like, or different type of, you know, what, what, however we're classifying this, this, um, incident. I mean, I, I think what, what they've done is, is an act of war, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it, however we're classifying this, this, this event, this feels different than other things we've seen, not in so far, even that it's televised 24 seven or that the people are, are broadcasting stuff. Cause that's all accurate. That's all happened before. But the fact that there's now this disinformation element for various reasons and that that is happening in a way that it is not easy to ascertain in real time, like what is real and what is not. Totally. And actually, you, as you talk, I'm realizing, let me just be clear about the guy moving the landmine with a cigarette. I have no idea if that's from Ukraine, but that type of footage is sort of what I was like conjuring up. Um, and that's also just an amazing uh, little clip of footage. Wouldn't it be crazy if I could segue from this into a sponsor? I think you can. No, I, I think you can. I, 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 look. I, I'm not comfortable with it. We're going oh, okay, to wait a little gonna, bit. <laughs> okay, because I was just going to say we could just shut out everything going on in the world, just like you want to shut out your blinds. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, man. for sure. Oh, man. See? There you go. See, I did it. You did You did do it. You did. So well. And now I feel like, now I feel obligated. <laughs> do you want to shut out the horrors of the world? Who doesn't who doesn't love to live well? Oh my god, this feels wrong. Okay. Okay. But in all seriousness, to be perfectly at ease in comfort and style, Hunter Douglas can help you do just that with their innovative window shade designs, gorgeous fabrics, and control systems so advanced they can be scheduled to automatically adjust to their optimal position throughout the day. Perhaps it's the way the shades diffuse harsh sunlight to cast a beautiful glow across the room. Oh man, this is I or or being able to enjoy the view outside the window while protecting your privacy inside. 
Maybe it's the superior superior insulation the shades provide, keeping you warmer in winter, cooler in summer, and lowering utility bills. Or is it simply that Goldilocks moment when you walk into a room and everything about it just looks and feels right? When you tap into Hunter Douglas's PowerView technology, your shades can be set to automatically reposition for the perfect balance of light, privacy, and insulation morning, noon, and night. And yes, this feels like a weird topic right now in the midst of the current conversation, but it is absolutely something I crave and and I, I want all of this to happen for me. I want my lights. I, I want to use the sunlight in a truly uh, creative, beneficial way to create that Goldilocks moment. So live beautifully with Hunter Douglas, enjoying greater convenience, enhanced style, and increased comfort in your home throughout the day. Visit HunterDouglas.com slash Overtired today for your free Style Get Smarter design guide with fresh takes, creative ideas, and smart solutions for dressing your windows. That's HunterDouglas.com slash Overtired for your free design guide. Okay. Okay. That, that did feel weird. Yeah, I see that. I, I, I like how it. you spent most of the read still trying to convince yourself that this could somehow fit. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna, the, we're gonna have to do a make good on that read. I'm sure of it. <laughs> um, so look, it, 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 like, like here's something for that read. Like it, the read was sincere, the read was earnest, and these times are insane. And and we absolutely had to figure out how to get from something totally extreme and insane and terrifying into something that is just a part of the drumbeat of everyday life, right? Like that's it. You got to do it. <laughs> do, is it ever weird to you that Matthew has two T's in it? Yeah, always. But Should, um, shouldn't that be pronounced Ma- about it, Matthew? Matt, Matthew, possibly. Matthew, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so my rabbi uh, pinged me on Saturday, I think, and said for the like fiftieth time, he's like, "You should get an Oculus." He wants to play games with me in with an Oculus, and right. I finally I broke down because I just went to Temple last week, and I felt I, I was feeling uh, vulnerable to the charms of a rabbi. Uh, and yeah, and yeah. so he's like, you should order an Oculus, and he sent me uh, like his like affiliate link. If if I order through him, we both get like thirty dollars in free games or whatever. And I was like, fucking fine, let's let's do this. So <laughs> I I have ordered an Oculus. It will it will be delivered today. I have no idea what I'm getting into. <laughs> it's my rabbi's fault. I mean, I, I do kind of love that uh, for you, honestly. I feel like that's that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for you for that. I gotta it's say, like, like I go, I go, I go to temple where where the rabbi they they 100 accept atheists. Like that is there are members of their congregation that are atheists, and. It, it is an accepted thing that an atheist might find fellowship and community in a Jewish temple. And, and I appreciate that. And every once in a while, I just show up for temple and I find it. I love the music. I love how they sing everything in semi-atonal. I love it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Ritual, man. Ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and there is, I mean, it, there's also like 
I personally, and, and this is, I think this is great. It seems like you found a place and you have like a rabbi that you have this with, but like community has been historically a really big part of oh, sure. you know, fellowship. Absolutely. You know, that, that's the whole, the whole thing. And so, I mean, that, that is one of the reasons that, that I think that organized religion has been as sure. popular it's and successful a, it's as It's just like Alcoholics Anonymous. Like you go there for the fellowship. That's, yeah. that's what works for people. I'm just adding something to the show notes here. Oculus colon a rabbi and a programmer walk into, <laughs> into the metaverse. So we oh, started. The oh, that's so much better. It, rabbi, that's so much better. Yeah. Rabbi Eric Linder and I started a podcast a long time ago called "A Rabbi and an Atheist," and I can't. I was like discuss Apple, and we were. It was a technology podcast. <laughs> with with a good dose of theology and and anti-theism all built into it and we recorded like three episodes i still have them it was never published but <laughs> but it did it always sounded like the the beginning of a good joke can you technically like i i know with oculus like there are people who co-work uh, in sort of a metaverse-like situation, using their Oculus, their Oculi, um, is that something? Like, is that are we? Is it down the road? Is it going to be people recording podcasts? Like, you could throw your Oculus on, and you're all in there. Yeah, yeah it's I don't a know. pretty. It's a I pretty feel basic like, feel metaverse like that's question. Face, I know Facebook's but. vision of the future. I'm yeah, sorry. I was gonna Meta. say, yeah, Meta's. It is definitely Meta's vision of the future. They're like, yeah, we'll all have our. I mean, it's Second Life, but like you have yeah, a helmet, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Second life with a helmet, exactly. <laughs> Episode title. Uh, <laughs> Second life with a helmet. Timmy. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Um, are, have you guys watched Raising Dion? Uh-uh. No. Oh, my God. So, the, a new season of Raising Dion just came out, and... I was very excited about it, but I also felt like it was something my girlfriend could get into. Uh, so we watched the entire first season again. We finished it. We're halfway through the second season now. It's a story of a kid who gets superpowers from his his deceased father. Uh, like before, before he's deceased, he got superpowers. Okay. But they were like passed on to him and like... It's the story of raising this kid with superpowers and no one knows exactly what he can do. And, and he's like discovering them as he goes and they have to like keep him out of school. Cause who knows who he could hurt with these superpowers. And it, it, okay. And here's the thing I just realized in the last week is the cast is primarily black. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. show is I'm looking this up and I'm seeing this. I was like, yeah, this is like a black show, which is cool. The show is presented in such a way that I never realized. It never dawned on me that the, it was an entirely minority cast where white people were the minority and like you don't you don't even like it's not a forefront thing. It's it's kind of amazing. It's really good. That's uh, a good cast. I'm just looking through it. Yeah, I was saying I was like looking at it too, and and and, there and are um, some very hot people in this show. Not like vampire shit. Wait, so it's hot, been going on for a while, or what? It looks it, like it came out a couple years ago, and then 
I thought Netflix had kind of like unofficially canceled it. There just were no new episodes. And then a new season came out all of a sudden. So, and they jumped, they aged everyone two years. Uh, mm. Well, at least according to the storyline, two years. And and everyone is just that much older. They they let it, they let there be a jump in time. It, it That's was good. cool. Yeah, it was Well, yeah, it, it, it looks like they were renewed in 2020. And then obviously they couldn't do anything in 2020 so they, they shot it in 2021 address, they do not address the pandemic in the plot line which you know and i, and I appreciate that yeah like, there's a place for like that's escapism a, yeah I exactly say. i was also gonna say like that because at that point too like if, if you're if you're gonna go along with a conceit that like a kid can have superpowers that were passed on to him by his like now deceased father if you're gonna like go along with that conceit then you have to like ask questions like okay well if you had these superpowers why weren't you doing anything during the pandemic right like you you know what i mean like so 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 to me so that takes you out of the the reality that you've agreed with so i appreciate not acknowledging the pandemic we just have the time jump do you want to know who the real star of the show is who is that it's this character named esperanza and she is wheelchair bound. I looked up the actress. She, this is her first foray into acting. She was born with, I can't remember the medical name for it, but it's like the brittle bone disease. Okay. And she was born with like 19 fractures and they, they piece her back together and she spends her life in a wheelchair, but she kills it as this spunky, wheelchair bound girl who decides up front she's going to be Dion's best friend and like she introduces herself as your best friend you just don't know it yet and her role in this show is pivotal and she is an amazing young actor and i i recommend watching the show just to get to know esperanza awesome okay all right, I, I I never would have ever watched a show like this just because like it seems like a family sort of show, but I'm I'm into it, and you're making it sound good. So, so also, it takes place in Atlanta, and it's not just filmed in Atlanta, which pisses me off because everything's filmed in Atlanta <laughs> now, and yet they people I have like they they don't acknowledge it, and I'm like, okay. So I'm looking this up. I'm like, thank you. Half, is, of the, half of the Ukraine footage I'm looking at is from Atlanta. Honestly, <laughs> it is. And and I can tell that's the only thing I can tell. Cause like, Oh, look at, look, look, look at this building. I'm like, that's the fucking Coke building. Shut up. <laughs> Here's the thing is it is a family show. And I was happy to recommend it to my parents as well. But I, okay. So our TV watching lately has been very vampire centric. I am currently watching the originals, uh, Discovery of Witches, and The Vampire Diaries all at the same time. Okay. All right. So The Vampire Diaries is going to get real bad at a certain point. You're not going to want to finish it. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I am already on the fence with The Vampire Diaries. However, I'm very into the originals. I can do the originals. And 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 Discovery of Witches... It, the only thing I don't like about Discovery of Witches is that they whisper the whole fucking time and I have to turn on subtitles to figure out what's happening. <laughs> so so the only thing you haven't added to this, and, and, and I'm just going to mention it just because it had kind of a resurgence in pop culture last year, is like 
why are you not watching the Mormon vampires? Why did you not watch the Twilight Saga? Why have you not watched that? Huh? Huh? Just huh? answer. Don't just stand there, Terpstra. <laughs> I love that. I, okay, so I have never been attracted to vampire fiction. Like, it just holds no uh, gravitation for me. So totally. I'm, I'm watching all of this at at my girlfriend's behest. Right. So my point is, why are you not watching the Twilight films? I I don't know. I will admit, I do find Kristen Stewart attractive. Well, um, and, and 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 he is super hot, and yeah? and he's super hot. When in you them, say yeah. he, do you mean Edward? Yes, I mean I mean our Pats. I I, I mean Batman. Yes. <laughs> Okay, like I I can get into attractive people. That's fine. I just I mean, have I like mean, this I mean, built up this built up aversion. It's the same reason I've never seen Legends of the Fall. As hot as I consider Brad Pitt, that movie made so many people swoon that I oh, just yeah. instinctively avoided it. Well, mm. I mean, look, and and I want to be very clear: the Twilight films are not good, but there is something that's culturally like, but but. But the Vampire Diaries is not good. Um, I and and like you know what I mean. But there's something about them. I think especially now that enough time has passed that we can kind of appreciate them in like a, a, a an almost ironic sense. Like I, during pandemic, a lot of like I had like a number of like my married like adult friends who were like we're watching the Twilight movies, and I was like, yeah, okay, I can I can actually kind of see that at this point. Um, <laughs> I, uh, the, the first time I ever went to Comic-Con was the first year that Twilight was there and holy shit. Which Comic-Con? <laughs> uh, 2009. And it was, um, San Diego Comic-Con. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the Comic-Con and, the, and the holy Comic-Con. Sh- yeah. The and, rest and, of you, you Chicago people are fucking. <laughs> uh, well, no, nothing else compares. Honestly, it's like not yeah, even yeah, the yeah, same yeah. universe. Yeah. I would And, know. and holy shit like like hall h which is like the biggest hall where you know all, all the fanboys and everybody gather like teenage girls started getting there like four days early like as early as you could possibly Oof. get there and 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 it was i've never seen more people in my life it was honestly kind of scary like i would i would i would have been scared if i were the actors like genuinely like i would have actually been like yeah. worried like if they could have had production or not like it was the most insane thing i've ever seen in my life and to this day like people kind of Part point that is like the marker, like of when like Comic Con became like absolutely batshit insane and like went super mainstream. And mm. it's because the teen girls showed up, which honestly love that for them, right? I yeah, love I feel that like made, that's the Taylor Swift story right there. One hundred percent, but like they completely, <laughs> but yeah, but but they like completely invaded like this very anti female space. Like let's be very real, sure, absolutely. and and completely like took it over, like in a level that like out fanboyed all of like the dudes which is also like the 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 taylor swift story um and uh but yeah uh i that was like for a long time i had a hard time kind of even ever watching any of that stuff just be a because it's not that good and b um i i just had like ptsd like flashbacks of being because the interesting thing with uh san diego comic-con press does not get any special access um, unless you are moderating a panel, you are having to do the same shit that everybody else does. And that means that if you want to be at those panels and, and do that stuff, you have to fight and, you know, like, like stand tall mm-hmm. with like the same freaking fans who 
will be wheeled out in stretchers and girls were because they like because of of uh you know standing up too long and heat exhaustion and all that shit oh man <laughs> hey so okay I, something i want to say about vampires did either of you see the jim jarmusch movie only lovers left alive which is a um vampire movie no I I didn't, but I'm. Didn't I'm, he I, also do the one more recently with? Uh, he did a he did a zombie movie. And yeah, he yeah, yeah. A zombie, and he and he hates zombies. And I just wanted to read this <laughs> quote because I just played the zombie movie, um, "The Dead Don't Die," for my youngest son who loved it, and and I was looking up. I was like, man, I, I didn't read any interviews with Jim Jarmusch around this, and he has this great line about vampires versus zombies. He says, "I'm not a zombie fan. I'm more of a vampire guy. They're complicated. They're sexual. They're smart." They have mm-hmm. difficult things they need to do to survive. They're shapeshifters. Now they're a bat. Now they're a wolf. They're fucking cool. What's cool about a zombie? They're lifeless form. They're soulless humanoids. Humanoids. They're an excuse. <laughs> Wait, He's oh my god! Correct. You have set up the segue from vampire fiction to The Walking Dead beautifully. We you should really have. throw in a sponsor here while we're on an upswing. Yeah, I was gonna say actually that I, I was I was thinking that same thing. I was like. Okay, now we have to talk about The Walking Dead. But before we do that, um, you know, if saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2022, along with catching up on the Twilight Saga and other vampire stuff or figuring out why you're still watching The Walking Dead, well, then why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. And as the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month. And and Brett, I know that you've been enjoying uh, Mint Mobile in, in your journey with that, right? Yes, now that I have switched. So, like, I don't make New Year's resolutions. I that that To, to me, that that's some bullshit. But... I did want to save money this year because I finally make enough money in my day job that I can actually save some things. So I'm kind of obsessed with saving more and going from my hundred plus dollar a month bill to 15 bucks a month has felt like exactly that. And I am, I am a happy mint mobile customer uh, I I will continue to be a Mint Mobile customer. All the coverage of T-Mobile, uh, 5G, and yes, I'm loving it. That's awesome. For people looking for extra savings this year, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just $15 a month. So by going online only and eliminating the traditional costs of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. Yes, that's right, you. And all plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan, and you can keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And so with Mint Mobile, you can choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you, and you can stop paying for data that you never use. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash overtired. That's mintmobile.com slash overtired. You can cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash overtired. Speaking of data you never use. Yes. You know, so the weird the weird difference between okay, not weird. The obvious difference between vampires and zombies is agency. Ooh, yeah, no. Well, 
okay. Well, agency in so far as I guess vampires are very in control well, they of are, their except- immortality. Well, yes and no, right? Like they are, but at the same time, like you don't choose to. Well, unless you're like uh, Bella in, in the Twilight novels, like you don't choose to become a. Vampire. No, there are all these cases of someone asking to be turned. Okay, sure, be but and it okay, depends f- on the, enough, the mythology. That's what I've learned is every vampire show has a different like mythology. Every vampire show has like a different girl that wants to fuck and is like, "Go ahead and turn <laughs> me, bite my neck." Yeah. Mm-mm, mm-hmm. But then you got zombies who are just turned by, you know, a virus or whatever based on that mythology. Right. Um, and and then they don't have the, the same agency. I think it is. It, does it feel to you like to me it feels like, OK, if you get turned and you're a vampire, like you still have your brain. Yeah. But like if you're a zombie, like you basically like. You're a mindless. Like, yeah, a, exactly. A zombie, if you will. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Well done. Well done. <laughs> you are you are just like walking dead. So yeah. Is that what the, you're trying to say? The, the epitome of zombie fiction became the walking dead. And I know that Jeff it was actually a pretty recent thing for you, wasn't it? That you started watching The Walking yeah, Dead? Yeah, yeah. And when it comes to TV, always late to the party. When it comes to actual parties, always early to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I came to it late. I, I, you know, it was about maybe six months ago. It's like, ah, I'll try it. I was going through this whole thing where for the longest time, like I tend to not pursue shows where like a kid is killed in the first episode. Not, <laughs> it, it just became weirder for me when I had kids. I, and I also just feel like from a storytelling perspective, it's like, come on. You gotta work a little harder to get me in, right? It's like I also now just like will not watch a show where like there's a rape scene in the first episode. I mean, like you can do it in the second episode and I'll still turn it off. But like if it's written by a man, directed by a man, and there's like some rape or rapey scene in the first episode, I'm just like fuck off, fuck off. Like that, like I'm not your monkey. Yes, rape um, scenes are especially disturbing. Yes, and yeah, 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 for sure. And that's that's really chilled out i think the last show i can think of that did that was the americans but anyway um game of thrones oh yeah game of thrones in the game first, of thrones was like yeah the first couple seasons it was just like first couple of seasons for sure what about the first episode oh yeah so game of thrones was killing a bunch of kids in the first episode that's also, true probably was the americans yeah the thing is i'll always overcome great show I'll always overcome killing children. That's the weird thing about me. Um, <laughs> and so I finally overcame it and I started watching The Walking Dead and I really loved it for a few seasons. And I did not, I made a point of not looking at anything about the show online because I didn't want spoilers because I still was under the impression from a couple of friends that it's pretty good throughout. So I'm like, all right, cool. I just got to stay away from this, which isn't too hard because this is like a bazillion years old and everyone's over it. Um, and then it started to suck. And and unfortunately, the difference between binge watching something and watching something over years as a fan is that, like, I am more likely to hate watch um, rather than just put it down. Mm-hmm. And, and that so, is so easy with The Walking so, Dead. So I am really somebody is. I am somebody who has and I, I'm not proud of this. Uh, I am somebody who has watched The Walking Dead from season one to the. Well, I can't get through the last two episodes, but I'm trying uh, all in a row with like a one month break. And 
that's probably why I'm so fucking tired of it, but it really highlights the way in which it's just like, when did you stop giving a shit about telling a story? It's like so incredible. Like, I don't even know with these new episodes, you know, it's taking me four sittings to watch each episode of the, of the latest (laughs) season. I don't don't think I I ever finished it. Oh yeah, no, I stopped years ago, and and then and then I was doing in lieu of that for years, and it's been at least six years now. As I was reading Rob Bricken's um, IO9 um, reviews oh. uh, because he hate washes it and has been hate covering it for for forever, and and that. Rob and I used to work together, and so I I've like read his stuff because I've just like you know given up on on the other stuff. I was then into Return of the Walking Dead for a while. Yep. Um, Oh, you mean and the, wait, are you talking about Fear the Walking Dead? Fear, fear, fear the Walking Dead. Yep. Sorry, sorry. Yep. I, did that. I did that for four or five seasons and then got mad. Yep, exactly. And I'm like, I'm like. Incredible you know, like, acting in that one. Very good acting, actually. Oof. And, and, oh, well, and uh, I mean, to be fair. And, and the actress who plays Alicia is super, super hot. The, oh, walking, the walking Dead was one of the most compelling shows on TV for, I would say, four or five seasons. Oh, totally. I was Fantastic. entirely invested. But it got to the point where it was so stressful to make it through a season that I I just couldn't anymore. Didn't you cut out at Negan? Uh, I cut out the season after. Like, okay, so when I left The Walking Dead, Negan was in prison. In okay, it, like he was being kept in like a cellar prison cell, and he escaped at some point, and that's the last thing I remember. Got it. Got it. Yeah. What about you, Christina? Like, how did? What's your watching history? You, so you've watched a little of Fear the Walking Dead. How much of Walking Dead did you watch? Uh, God, I don't know. I probably stopped like five years ago, um, yeah. and then I just read the the recaps, and I don't even remember what happened. Like, I'd have to, it, it, I would have to go back and and see. And then and then it's hard for me too because I've read stuff, and so I don't know. I, it's hard to remember like when I stopped. But I I watched intensely for like the first, you know, like for for a good while, and then it was just like too much of a slog. And yeah. then, and then, and then also when you're not binging it and you have to, you know, kind of make the commitment every week, that was when like a lot of really good TV started coming out. Mm. So at, which at one point the walking dead was part of, right. But then I was just like, I have other things I can watch. I don't have to watch this. So, yeah. Yeah. I, and I realized as we're talking, I realized that the real problem I'm having with wanting to talk about the walking dead is that I have all of these things I want to say that are wrong with it that nobody gives a shit about because nobody's been watching it for like years and years and they're like dude how long have you been asleep (laughs) (laughs) like but can I just say my number one the number one thing that pisses me off so much about that show is that having watched it all in a row their utter failure to create a sense of the landscape for me like this place is this far from this place. This place is north mm-hmm. and 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 west of this place. Like this is where they are right now when they're walking down the like millionth dirt road with woods. And by the way, the second they do this one shot, then the zombie's gonna be here. Like it's like I I feel like such a missed opportunity because landscape is so um so much a part of how they experience their life in those days. Right. That like I was like, I don't and I actually don't, I don't in my mind have a good example. This turns into a more interesting question than it is a critique. I don't have a good example that comes to mind about um, about a show, especially, or a, even a movie creating a really clear sense 
um, of of where you are. Except maybe as I talk, I see those m- incredible overhead shots in the first season of True Detective, mm. um, where I feel like they did a lot of showing you, you right the, where you are. The good season of True Detective. Yeah, the good. Detective. The third one was good too. The oh, second one was. Awful. I think I gave up after the second one. Oh, you rightly so. But the third is fantastic for me, at least. I, I thought it was fantastic. All right. The second one is shit, and that guy is a is a piece of shit. The guy who wrote it, and we got to talk so. about the sinner sometime. Yeah, we do. The sinner was really good. Um, also, I I have to run in like three minutes. Okay. okay, and you folks have been so nice because not only have you had me on three times, but you even entertained my Walking Dead topic, which I realized halfway through I had no right bringing to anybody. <laughs> no, I'm no thank thank you. No, but honestly, we've all been there. Like, look, Brett is re- Brett is discovering the Vampire Diaries, and uh, y- you know, like, look, it 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 is like it is like 2012. Um, in both of your lives, which I'm a, a, a big <laughs> fan of, uh, the great year for me. So I, I, uh, you know, it's, it's so yeah. Can I ha- just happy for that? Can I just point out that in our show notes, I am able to type "bang" like exclamation point IMDb, raising Dion, highlight it, hit a shortcut key, and get a markdown link to the IMDb link for raising Dion and search link is honestly the most useful tool I've ever built. Oh man. Have you ever heard of Brett Terpstra? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, he you're loves the, you're shit the best. Like, that's a total Brett Terpstra thing. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you yeah. basically built that IMDB thing. I think originally for me, um, I, I, it, is, it is based on my early text, uh, text mate bundles that I built. Yes, yeah, I'm one of them with the IMDb thing was built for me, so I very much appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm literally going to get some sleep. Christina, th- <laughs> thanks for showing up at 6 in the morning. Yes. Oh, my God. Woohoo! Amazing. Yes. yes. Now I'm off to my next podcast. I wish I was joking. <laughs> oh, Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, guys. Get some sleep. Get some sleep. Yeah, you get some sleep. The system is going down low.